0: Book readers and comic book eaters, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Green. That right there is the amazing Miss Searcha. And then over there, the often contemplating Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it's Hunter Doohan, isn't it?
2: It Yes,
1: it
2: is. And Melissa, go ahead and sit down and chat with him. And Melissa, why don't you tell, tell us all about it?
1: That was great. Um, we sat down, we had a good little chat about his new hit television show on Showtime and, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's also a good friend of my sister, um, no, not- back in the day. Yeah. They went to uh, acting school together and, um, we're friends, you know, in LA. So it was really nice to just, you know, chat with him and find out what he's up to.
0: That is cool. How long have you known Hunter now?
1: Um, gosh, uh, my sister and him have been friends for probably about eight, nine years. And they, I mean, they were both, you know, starting out together, trying to, you know, become actors in Hollywood and, um, he, uh, yeah, he got his big break with this show pretty much, um, playing Brian Cranston's son. So it's a huge opportunity for him.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, should we just sit back, relax and yeah. to Hunter? And Love Melissa, it. in their own words, let's do it.
1: This is Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Sercha. Today on the show, I'm really excited to welcome actor of the new hit show on Showtime, your honor, the talented Hunter Duhan. Welcome to the show.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks for being here. How are you doing today?
3: I'm good. Today's a good day. Inauguration day.
1: Yeah. I, you know, it's funny when I, when we picked this date, I was like, oh, this is inauguration
3: day. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, oh, right. Something's going on. the tornado.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm recording all of it so I can, you know, watch it later and like fast forward commercials and stuff like that. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely want to ask you, first of all, congratulations on the show. That's awesome.
3: Thank you so much. I I mean I honestly just feel so lucky to be a part of it. I kind of can't believe it. So, thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It's no, it's amazing and very deserving. You are an amazing actor, so you totally deserve it. So, what inspired you to get into acting? Like how, did you want to do it when you were a little or is it something that kind of happened later on?
3: You know, I kind of got into it in high school. I grew up in Arkansas and yeah, I just started doing like plays in you know tenth grade and then you know just really got into it and all of a sudden I was spending every day in the drama department and we were there till eight p.m. for rehearsals and then I started auditioning for colleges and I was actually gonna go somewhere to get a theater degree and then I came out to LA for a summer internship and I ended up saying I was going to take a gap year, and that quickly mm-hmm. turned into eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice,
3: and yeah, I, and that's where I met your sister out in L.A. at my acting school.
1: Yeah, yeah. What was that experience like going going to? It was the Joanne
3: Barron Institute, right? Yeah, Joanne Barron, D.W. Brown in Santa Monica.
1: Yeah, what was that experience like for you? Like, does you really? Well, I know you, you made a lot of relationships and bonds. I know my sister, yeah. my sister still misses uh, going to school there.
3: But, but what was it like
1: for you as far as an actor?
3: I mean, I learned so much. I still take class with one of the teachers, Lisa Malillo, there. And you know, I'm I'm kind of dressed weird right now. I'm about to do an audition after this, <laughs> and I just got off the film with Lisa to kind of talk through it. So, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. I was really into it. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jen did too.
3: <laughs> yeah, we all did. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, well, take me through it. You know, you, you go to school, you, you guys graduated, and, you know, you start the process of auditioning, trying to get an agent and things like that. How how did you get the audition for your honor? And what was that process like? Was it right away? Or did you have to go back several times?
3: Oh yeah, it was like a four month process overall. Wow. Which was, you know, stressful <laughs> to yeah. say the least. <laughs> but you know, we did this like round table thing with the cast and you know, Brian was and Michael Stuhlbarg and Carmen Ejogo and Hope Davis, they're all telling these like, you know, fabulous stories of when their agents called them and you know, <laughs> like, we've got a great role for you. And then they're like, Hunter, what drew you to this? And I was like, Oh, that's not my situation at all. You know, I've been out in L.A. like eight, nine years, just kind of auditioning for anything that I could. And I mean, this came in as a self-tape request. And I saw Brian Cranston, didn't think I had a chance in hell at getting it, but was really <laughs> excited. But, you know, even when you're auditioning just kind of for anything <laughs> you can, there's still obviously some things that you want more than others. And like, honestly, I had never wanted anything more than wow. to play Adam. I just thought it was the definition of a dream role, you know?
1: Oh yeah. No, it's such a cool role. You know, one thing I noticed is there's some scenes, you know, where you don't have a lot of dialogue, but you have yeah. great expression on on your face. You know, you're very expressive and you can tell the different emotions without saying much. Is that something that maybe is why they picked you for the role, or is that something you've just been kind of working on and kind of getting into as you get more familiar with Adam?
3: You know. It's funny because that is such a huge part of it and that's kind of a tough thing to audition people on.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, not all of my scenes were, you know, dialogue heavy scenes. One like a monologue and then <laughs> you know, you're right, the the hardest part of it was in that pilot episode, the first one, Adam basically doesn't have any dialogue for the first 30 minutes of the show, but yeah he's off and there's so much happening and he's doing so much and he's making so many decisions, <laughs> some of which are <laughs> terrible. I mean, that was what was the most important to me was just to, you know, I really just wanted to play it as authentically as I could. And for me it was important to try to make it clear exactly what Adam was thinking in every moment so that you could track every thought and every decision, even the terrible ones, like when he <laughs> decides to leave, but. You know, it has to be clear that he hears the 911 operator say, is there someone around? He, look, he's like, oh, shit, looks up. Oh, no, there isn't. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, no one saw this. And, you know, that spirals into him <laughs> making that irrational decision to leave the scene.
1: Yeah, and sets up basically, sets up the whole show. Yeah. All that stuff needed to happen, you know, for for the plot to thicken and continue. And so, yeah, that was a really powerful scene. You know, I I was like writing down words (laughs) when I was watching the episodes and I just kept writing down (laughs) intense and heavy. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally on the edge of my seat. So yeah, good job.
3: (laughs) Oh, thanks. I mean, I got to give it all, all the credit to the writing. I mean, every moment in that like crash sequence, you know, it was like three pages of just Action lines, no character yeah. dialogue, and you know we got every beat of it. You know, even like sticking my fingers in the kid's mouth and <laughs> him spitting blood fun. on me. Yeah, <laughs> someone recently was like, "How did you guys do that? How did how did he spit spit the blood on you?" And I was like, "Well, they put a bunch of fake blood in his mouth, and he spit it on me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't it like corn syrup and food coloring or something?
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know the recipe per se, but yeah. uh, it's very sweet. Nice. <laughs> and, and after a while, it like, just it, at first it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. Then it feels really gross after a while.
1: <laughs> You're like, did I sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. and the answer
3: is yes, I would do anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Did you know much about the role like while you were auditioning or were they kind of secretive about it?
3: They were pretty secretive about the project in general but i think after my first audition i had two scenes and then i got the full pilot uh-huh. and neither of, but my, not neither of my scenes were from the first episode that i was mm-hmm. using to audition with and one of them was from like episode 5 so there was a lot of you know coming up with your own filling in the gaps and then later on as the audition process continued and we started doing the testing and i got to meet peter and Our producers Liz Glotzer, Michelle, and Robert King, who are amazing. I got to meet them in LA and actually talk through it and like get these answers finally before the final two rounds of auditions. That's awesome. So,
1: describe your your first day on set. Like, what's going through your mind? How are you feeling? Are you pinching yourself? Like, what's going on?
3: (laughs) Don't fuck this up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I. uh, My first day was with Brian I think it's the, our very very first scene was me taking the trash out that has like the bloody <laughs> scrubber that I had thrown away and you know Adam making another really smart decision besides they he should throw it away you know I was just at that point I you know obviously there was nerves but I, I felt ready I had you know I had several months I, I booked the part officially in June and we didn't go down till September I had the first five scripts before we got there I had you know. done all my homework. I did not, you know, they say like fear of public embarrassment makes you work hard. And there's like that layer. And then also fear of like embarrassing yourself in front of Bryan Cranston. It makes you put in the work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine.
1: (laughs) That's cool. So what is it like working with him? Are you, because you you seem on screen to have amazing chemistry. It's very believable that, you know, you're his son. And what's it like? Did he take you under his wing?
3: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he really looked out for me and I just trusted him. You know, we spent a lot of time before we even got on set together. So I could kind of, you know, get out my Breaking Bad fanboy questions <laughs> and not be so nervous around him. And then he's just like, he's like the nicest guy in the world. He's way too talented. I mean, he will like be so immature and joke around with everybody right up until they say action. And then he can just like snap into it and be, you know, full of rage or, have tears streaming down his face, like wow. whatever he needs to do, which is really fun, but also impossible to keep up with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet. but he's a good scene partner though. Like just oh really God. brings it out of you.
3: Oh, it just takes care of everything. You know, if you suck in a part of it, <laughs> you can just cut to him it'll be brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think you'll get there too, eventually because like he's, well, he's been in the business for so long, obviously. And, but did yeah. he give you, did he give you any tips or advice? Oh my God. I asked him for advice on
3: everything i mean literally just even on my final audition we got to sit outside and chat for a while before we went in and did it and i was just taking the opportunity to ask for advice like (laughs) what would you do here and what about this and yeah he taught me a ton of stuff you know as simple as like little eyeline tricks when you're on set (laughs) and random stuff about acting and then just you know kind of life in general too he's really generous and you know i love him he's great
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like you two, like I said, have a really good connection, you know, which just makes the show better because everything seems really authentic when you're watching it. You're, you're escaping into the story and you're not thinking about, oh, this is Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. You're like, this is a new character, you know?
3: Yeah. I and mean, he's, he's amazing. So, so cool. thank you though. That's really nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the other interesting thing is, you know, New Orleans, is probably one of my favorite cities that I have not yet to visit. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> obsessed with it. So it was really cool that it was filmed there. What's interesting is, you know, usually with New Orleans, when I watch films, it's about vampires and witches and things like that. So this was a very different totally. side. Yeah, it was like grittier and you see like a, a darker side of New Orleans. But how was it to, to film there? Had you been there before?
3: Was this your first time there? You know, I've been there as like a little kid and it is as you can imagine, a much different experience to go back as an adult. (laughs) It was really fun, honestly. I mean, everything from like, you know, it's the South and also New Orleans specifically, the people are amazing. Our crew, you know, I think there's like a, you know, obviously a great film industry, but it's it's smaller than LA. So they all know each other and they've worked together a lot. So it was easy to kind of jump in and be friends with everybody. And then the food is amazing. Me and Lily and Hope, who plays Gina Baxter, when we went back after our COVID hiatus, because we had to stop in March and go back in October. Oh, you know, we would have we couldn't go out anywhere, but we'd get takeout fried chicken every Monday night, and it was great. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that
1: was There was a lot of scenes with, with, with food, you know, in the show too, like there's that dinner that you're having with all the
3: shrimp and I'm just oh like, my Oh my God, it's amazing. Martha, you do not want to smell shrimp for 12 hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're really so sick of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, I mean, it was like, that was the house is on a soundstage and we would leave and then we'd come back in and, and they would be like unwrapping like the foil off of all the plates. <laughs> and it just like, it just got revolting. But
1: <laughs> You're like, I never want to eat shrimp again.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah. We just see like two minutes of it and we're like salivating. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so because the show is so serious, like what do you guys do between takes like to keep it light or do you just stay completely in character?
3: Oh God, no. You would hate yourself if, <laughs> <laughs> if you stayed in that mode the whole time. You know, it's funny because the show is so incredibly dark, but we had a lot of fun on set. And that's a lot of credit to Brian for that. You know, he sets a really fun tone. And then I brought my cat with me down to New Orleans. So that was good. A good way to unwind when I came home. I was watching a lot of comedies, anything to take my mind off of the death and (laughs) criminal justice system.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You have to; otherwise, you're just going to be like having nightmares.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you can, if you know the answer to this question or not, but is the show just one season, or are there talks to renew it for another?
3: <laughs> you know, it's a limited series, and I think uh, Big Little Lies ruined that for everybody because yeah. they <laughs> said theirs was limited series, and then it was popular, so they did the season two, but. As far as I know, this is just a one-off and, you know, it's a great 10 episode arc, complete story. And as much as I love the people and would love to go Mm. back for a season two, I I think people are going to hopefully be satisfied by the ending.
1: Cool. Yeah. There's three episodes left, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I I watched it. Yeah. I watched it last, I think last night, and I was like, ah, oh, I need the next episode. <laughs> I don't want to wait a week. I know
3: they're they're skipping next Sunday too, so it's two weeks this time. Oh no! Before eight comes out, I know.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I can't wait to see the end. And I know you can't really talk much about it, but you said yeah, you saying- what
3: the name of your podcast is. <laughs> I'm not <gonna>
1: spoil it, <laughs> spoiler country. Come on now, now. But no, as long as you're telling me there is finality and and everything, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. So what else have you got going on? Are you auditioning? Well, you said earlier you're going on audition soon, right? For yeah, talk about anything or
3: it's all kind of self-tapes, everything's just being done in your apartment nowadays. It was kind of getting to that point before COVID and then COVID just really locked us into this mode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we had to go back after COVID, so we didn't finish until the week of Thanksgiving. But stuff is starting to pick back up and I don't have something I can say yet, but I'm getting to like, you know, virtually get into these rooms that I never would have gotten into before. So it's been really fun. The opportunities I've gotten because of the show.
1: Yeah. But it's so surreal. It's just, you know, one choice, one change can completely like alter, you know, everything in your life. It's pretty exciting. Are you still kind of like taking it in? Like what, are you just like this? I can't believe this is happening. Or you're like, yeah, I know, I got this.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely not that. It's funny because, you know, in L.A., we're kind of where we are. We're quarantining again. We're not. Yeah. It's not like we're, you know, doing any big fancy Hollywood premieres. We like watched the first episode come out. They'd sent like a, a link to the cast members and crew and press. And we got to watch it a couple days early. But that was like oh. the most exclusive thing we got to do, you know. <laughs> So it's kind of just back to, back to life as normal, back to waiting around, which actors are pretty good at. So trying to keep myself busy, do some writing and reading some scripts, auditioning, but yeah, it's not too much has changed to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny as I was, I was thinking about asking you, you know, if you've experienced any like, you know, recognition at all, you know, now that the show's been out, but then I'm like, no, you're probably wearing a mask when you go out. No one's going to recognize
3: me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No <laughs> one's recognizing me in my mask on.
1: Right. <laughs> so funny. You don't get to like experience. Maybe it's a good thing that like, you have like this delayed, you know, kind of shock to like uh, some sort of like fame, you know what I mean? Because, because of the pandemic, you're kind of being like eased into it. <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> funny. I never thought about like that. But yeah, uh, it's been really fun to hear people or hear from people online though, and gotten some really awesome people like reaching out and commenting or sending, you know, DMs, some creepy DMs too. <laughs> so get a little bit of both.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, we, we all got those. It like block, delete.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just go with the ignore. I'm not trying to, you know, stoking fires here.
1: Right. That's, I know my favorites are the ones that start off like, hi, beautiful. And you're like, oh my God.
3: Oh gosh. (laughs) You know, people have not been calling me beautiful. I think that's specific to your DMs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like, oh, this isn't creepy. And it's always on Instagram for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I think maybe this is my first time, but it probably just comes to the territory. Anytime you do something or you have a nude scene, you're bound to hear some creepy responses.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think what was, if it was the opening scene that you did have kind of like a romantic romp in the room. What was that yeah. like to film? Like, was were you laughing the whole
3: time? Were you nervous? <laughs> it was really nervous. And then you kind of get up and walk across the room naked once, and you realize nobody cares, and you move on. And you just kind of, <laughs> then you have to do it like, you know, however many times throughout the day, because they get it from all these different angles for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. And I really trusted our director, Edward Berger, and Sophia, who plays Franny in that scene with me. She is great. And, you know, she's just a more experienced actor in general. She's been around and she's done so many amazing projects. And so I just, I learned a lot from her. I, you know, I kind of followed her lead and yeah, she was really great. In that scene and in, in others, she's amazing. So I, I was, I was lucky to have a scene partner like that for that.
1: Yeah. Her and Adam have a very interesting relationship. Um,
3: yeah, that's true. <laughs> <'Cause>,
1: <laughs> you know, it's so obviously, you know, in the first scene, you don't realize, and she's very young looking. So you're like, oh, this is his girlfriend. This is, you know, a chick that he's right. dating. But And then you get like further into the the season and it's like, oh, no, it's his teacher. <laughs> Swear right. alert, everybody.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's beginning of episode two. If you haven't watched that, come on. Get with it, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Get with the program. But yeah, I mean, that was really interesting. And that was such a crazy scene. I just, you know, when you're in the classroom and she's talking and you're exchanging this look. And for a second, I didn't realize it was her. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is the girl that he was, <laughs> you know, having sex with. Oh, him. that's fun. Yeah, just for like a minute, I was like, "Wait, oh, I get it now." So that was really interesting how you guys had that connection to be able to convey that message just with like a look.
3: Yeah, again, I mean, Sophia is great, and we spent a lot of time just talking about our relationship and you know when we thought it would have started and how. So I think we had a, like a good enough sense about who these characters were and what they meant to each other for, to you know. Hopefully yeah. pull that off and make it clear to everybody.
1: Yeah. And there is a lot of fast paced things that happen. Like literally every episode is just, you know, crazy jump to this, to that. And and that is, you know, hard to keep up with, I'm sure as an actor. I mean, do you just have to like really dig into the script and go, okay, let me keep track of all the events, <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, we so we shot, we did some block shooting. So basically every three episodes, we had a new director. So we were shooting at one through three and then four through six and seven through nine. The finale was its own all together. And, you know, you kind of had to be ready to do any scene from any of the three episodes at any given time. So, you know, I rehearsed it like a play before I even got down to new Orleans and <laughs> I was like a little nerd. I had my like note cards for every scene that I was in and, you know, just like the boring actor stuff on them. Like, you know, what has just happened? Like, what do I want? And it was just a good way for me to have like a cheat sheet to refer to if, you know, a scheduling change happened and we got rained out and then we had to move scenes and you had to be ready to go. And again, wasn't going to be the guy not keeping up with Brian Cranston. So I was trying to be as on it as I could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think you pulled it off pretty well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a great show. Everybody on the show is amazing. So many talented actors. Some I'd seen before. Some were new to me. The cast is so oh, fun, unbelievable. And that the young man who plays Kofi Jones. I'm mean, what an incredible actor.
3: Johnson is incredible, and yeah, he just plays that role so beautifully and so honestly that I mean, it's, it's hard to watch mm-hmm. because of what happens to him, but. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. I, I watched some of his stuff on set and was just a blown away. And when I got to see all of it, when the episode started coming out I, again, blown away, I think he's incredible. I can't wait to see what he does next.
1: Yeah, no, he was amazing. I had not seen him before. I believe he's probably a newer actor. But I think that after this role, he'll definitely be on people's radar because he was incredible. Oh, yeah yeah I mean, ever the casting was just so great. I mean, whoever your casting director is it's amazing because everyone just kind of fit together perfectly. you know, even the 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 ones that are supposed to be the villain, I mean, obviously the you know, the Baxter guy, right. And he, you know, it's of course, he's being portrayed as a villain but at the same time, like his son was killed. So you can kind of empathize with him as well, you know, and I love totally. how the show does that
3: yeah after our first table read. I, you know, I, I love Michael Stolbarg from like Call Me By Your Name and a ton of other movies. And I, I went up to him after our first table read and was like, hi, I'm, I'm Hunter. It's so nice to meet you. You're great. And you are terrifying in this role. And he kind of laughed was like, oh, thank you. So are you. And then just walked away. And I was <laughs> like the first time I realized like, oh, yeah, I mean, from his point of view. Yeah. Oh, God,
1: murdered his son. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What a funny moment. <laughs> and yeah. then the, the actress that plays uh, his daughter, you guys have a lot of scenes together and it's really cute and sweet, but also kind of disturbing because of obviously yeah, the circumstances. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think? And I, like I said, you don't have to give too much away because I'm sure some things will be revealed, but what do you think Adam is really doing with her? Like what is, why is he so drawn to her and in that
3: situation? You know, to me, it was that he, you know, has PTSD from this crash and he becomes obsessed with Rocco and finding out more about his life. And, you know, we see in episode two and he's like Googling the Baxter family and then he goes where he definitely shouldn't go. And he goes into Rocco's Facebook page and he's just in a way trying to find out as much about this life that he ended as he can. And, you know, there's nothing he can do. His dad won't let him talk to anybody. And he's trying to find some way to deal with this grief and guilt. And then he goes to his memorial and he meets his sister and then they run into each other at the coffee shop. And I think it starts as a way to continue that, to find out more about Rocco. And then I think Adam and Thea do end up accidentally having this connection, you know, despite the big secret and Mm -hmm. him not being able to truly tell her who he is. There's an honesty that they have. They both have lost someone really close to them Mm -hmm. and none of their other friends can relate, but they can relate to each other. And they can also be silly around each other and laugh. And, you know, it's, you know, I I joke a lot that like, you know, we see Adam smiling in the first scene of the show and then we don't really see him smile again until (laughs) episode five with Via. So I think it's really fun that they get to show that side and explore that side, those sides of those characters together.
1: Yeah. No, that's really cool. And well, I mean, God, it's going to be heart wrenching when, <laughs> when we see what, if, if they allow her to, to know the secret by the end, I'm just like bracing myself for, for her, rea- <laughs> for her reaction. Cause she's an interesting character. So I feel like it could go either way where she could just.
3: Be- what, you make it. Seem like Adams not really good at covering up crimes and keeping secrets. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> Seriously, I know, and and his dad's not that great either. <laughs> Let's be honest.
3: My brother texted me like, uh, on episode three, when I'm going around taking pictures of everything, you know." And he goes, "I'm twelve minutes into the episode. Could you be any more of a dumbass?" <laughs> so funny
1: I know my sister was texting me and she's like I'm I'm yelling at the screen I don't know what's going on I have so many questions
3: <laughs> yeah, Jen texted me and said she's like yelling like at hunter like hunter don't do that yeah
1: <laughs> I'm like we well, well see that's just a testament to I mean she's one of your good friends and she's like not even you know she's getting so drawn into it she thinks it's like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's so awesome. And then I just, I want to congratulate you as well. I saw on your Instagram that you've just recently got engaged.
3: Yeah, I did. Thank you.
1: Yes. How long have you two been together?
3: Almost six years. Awesome. We met on Tinder. So it (laughs) works, I guess. (laughs) Hey, a
1: lot of people end up getting married from, from there. I've heard.
3: (laughs) Yeah. No, he's great. I love him. We, you know, 2020 was rough and mm, yes. I wanted to try to end it on a high note. So it was the day before New Year's Eve and oh. he said yes. And we're really excited about oh,
1: it. Oh, That's great. Was he really surprised or did he kind of like know it was coming?
3: I, he was surprised. I somehow pulled it off. I, I was being very weird the morning of, but <laughs> I, I, I pulled it off.
1: <laughs> that's so cool. Have you guys set a date yet?
3: No, oh my God, not even close. Our like one thing that we want to do is wait till coronavirus is over Mm. and we can have everybody that we love come and, you know, nobody will have to wear a mask, hopefully. So might be a long engagement, but, you know, at this point we're willing to wait so we can do it right and everyone can be safe and healthy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Yeah, my my best friend, her and her fiance were supposed to get married last May, and we had the bachelorette party oh. in February and everything. And then obviously COVID hit, and so they yeah. had to postpone it for another year. They're they're trying to aim for maybe like the end of this year. So hopefully, you know, those weddings can start happening. But they're like you were; they just they want everyone to be safe, and they don't, you know, want to jeopardize anyone. So.
3: Yeah. Oh God. Well, my fingers are crossed for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Well, before we go, I just, I like to ask writers and artists and actors, you know, if you could give uh, a piece of advice to anyone that's maybe just starting out or in the process of auditioning or, you know, starting their career, you know, what advice uh, would you give them?
3: Get in class, stay in class. I think that's like the most important thing actors can do is to constantly be trying to get better. And it's like anything, you know, you take a break or you're not doing it very often and, you know, chances to act when you're first starting out are rare. So, you know, auditions are kind of the only way. So that way you're not like spooked every time you get <laughs> an audition and freak out. I think, you know, being in a class every week is the best way to do that. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Good advice. Not really groundbreaking advice there, but there you
1: go. (laughs) You're like, stay in school.
3: (laughs) Yeah, stay in school, kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great.
1: No, I think that's great. That's a great advice, you know, because you definitely have to learn uh, and study your craft and, and keep at it. And like you said, if you're not in a position to be auditioning all the time, you can get that practice being in school.
3: Yeah, 100%.
1: Well, I'm really looking forward to like watching your career blossom because I think you are on to like, you know, well, you're already in a huge show and I think that's just going to keep continuing. So I'm looking forward to seeing your
3: success. Thank you. I hope you're right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm usually am. So no.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a witch. So Yeah, exactly. I kind of predict stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well you've been such a sweetheart thank you so much for being on the show today and yeah everyone you can watch hunter and your honor on sundays on showtime and if you're listening to this after the last episode airs that just means you can go back and binge watch all 10 at the same time thank you so much for being on today
3: yeah thank you have a good one thank you
0: And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out spoilerverse.com because at spoilerverse.com we have a plethora. Plethora is such a its such a snobbish word. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> It's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and, oh my God, are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at SpoilerVerse.com and I highly implore you to go there and check it out.
2: Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network like Geek Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nursing from the kitchen and so many more.
0: Misery Point We're out Radio. We
2: episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has about a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out. And check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you, every day on swilliverse.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. If you want to help support the site? We can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash support country. or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long.
0: I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing, because we're we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. yeah I'm going to go <laughs> with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an Oceans of Podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do open the mind and eat more.